Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest North vs. South podcast with your hosts, myself, State, and my co-host, Eve. How are we going? Mm, Good weekend. Mate. What's going on? Everything non-football related, brilliant. I'm in a good place. Football related, it's been a tough time. All sorts of things going on, as you can imagine. What heaps on about here, folks, is we're recording on Monday, the 24th of January, at 20 minutes past eight in the evening. His team, Watford, have just sacked another manager. That is their 15th manager in the last 10 years. Quite do, excessive. Do, do. Another one bites the dust. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Another one. There yeah. We go. We've got the name of our podcast podcast right now. But... Yeah, and it got to have a grumpy-looking Claudio on the front, just looking all grumpy and, and moody. The, 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 I think the hardest thing is that in the past, when you used to sack managers, it used to be because you've fallen out of love with them and that, you know, you, you, you've kind of looked and lost respect for them and stuff. It's now got to the point where I was, saying to, I was texting my dad today, I'm saying the last five out of six managers that we've had that we've sacked, we've really liked them and we feel really sorry that it didn't work out. You know, we've just, we've, we've built rapport with them. It's not worked out and we've moved on to someone else. I, I just hope that we go out there, prove everyone wrong, get the right manager in at the end of this season and stay up. And that I, I, it's so easy to look at Watford and say, what the hell are they doing? when things aren't going so well. But when you see us get promoted, we're in the Premier League. I know we're struggling at the moment, but we, we've got 18 games to go. We could easily stay up. We could we could still finish mid-table. It's, yeah, it's not completely... Exactly. And and I, I hope that they get it right because I think I speak for a lot of Watford fans where I say the board have, have done incredibly well for us over the years. But I do think that, you know, something has to change... I think it's not so much when they're sacking the managers, it's really who they're hiring and why they're hiring them. And, you know, when they brought in Claudio Ranieri, it seemed like a right decision at the time because of his experience. And he he knows how, you know, he got Sampdoria out of relegation and, and moved them into a mid-table, comfortable, you know, team in Serie A. And then he moved on. And it didn't work for Fulham, but we felt that he didn't have the players at Fulham compared to the players he had at Watford. You know, it is what it is. It's really disappointing, yeah. but unfortunately my frustration isn't just with Watford but we'll we'll move on to that let's kind of you know how are you mate how are things I saw Rotherham got another a cheeky win at the weekend yeah back to winning ways 1-0 win at home against Cheltenham much needed win for us as well we've been on a little bit of a, an iffy run of late you know when I say iffy you know we're winning every other game at the moment so we've dropped a couple of games which sort of seen us out of the top two at the moment but we've you know, we're third place. We're one point behind second place and we've got two games in hand on them. So, you know, we're, we're in a positive spot. But yeah, all, all's good with me, mate. So today's show, in terms of what we've got for everybody, we'll be going for our game week review. Got an interesting one. We've still got a game to go, which is about in about 10 years' time, I think, the final game of this game week. Um, it's a bit of a long wait. We'll be going through our shit list, as always. Then we've got a new feature this week. We decided we wanted to sort of celebrate you know goals and the things that happen in the premier league so we're going to do a goal of the week so picking like the best three goals from our regions so i'll be picking three goals scored at the weekend from the northern teams people do it from the southern teams so that's something new that we're doing we'll have as many league updates score prediction results we're not going to do a game week preview this week because you know like i said it's 24th of jam when we recorded this the next game week's not until the 8th of feb i don't think so <clears throat> I think we're going to 
pulled off the game week preview this week, but Heapy has promised me a belter of a quiz. So yeah, well, let's crack on, and um, we've got a game week review then to start off with Heath, so you're up. How's your team doing at the moment? I know there's still a game left, which you'll, you'll have someone involved, but where are we at? Yeah, I before we came on this call, I, I, I think I was a little bit kind of, I didn't realise I was as close to, to yourself as, as I am. I looked at my team, and if I'm being honest with you, my defence saved me massively. But the game week started an absolute disaster. I, I went out with my friends and one of them came back from the toilet all excited, said, oh, you never guess what's happened at Watford Norwich. And I'm thinking, he seems very positive. This could be good. <laughs> I knew one nil down. But <laughs> it, it was, yeah, Watford have lost 3-0 at home to Norwich. Okay, there's one blow in the knackers. Oh, and Dennis has been sent off. Ah, double blow. <laughs> Down I go after a lovely, lovely night out. Down I went, and then I, uh, you know, a little bit, little bit drunk. I had to go back on the tube. Found myself on the wrong side of the northern line. Had to go back on myself. Then went back to my other half, who couldn't understand why I was so despondent. <laughs> but you know, that, that's how I am with, with, with football in Watford. You you can lose three 0 at home, but you can't lose three 0 at home to a relegation rival. And your fantasy. Your fantasy captain can't get sent off in the same game in the first game of the game week. It's it's just too many uh, blows all at once. So, yeah, it, it was priceless. It, yeah, <laughs> I, I would say that actually my my game week improved a lot more than I thought it was going to. But I think the thing was that gradually as the game week went on, you could get the vibe that a lot of people were also struggling. So it wasn't like you know I had yeah, a terrible week and then went out a good week. Yeah, so it wasn't a very good really week. Well. The average points this week is really low. So. Yeah, so the average average points is 30. I'm currently sitting on 40. I played my wild card. I've still got a couple of players to play. So I've got Foster in goal, who didn't play against Norwich. He had COVID. So I would imagine that he'll be fit for the Burnley game. So I would imagine that there's still points there to get. If he doesn't play, that happy days, I've got Martinez on the bench with five points. So... You know, I'd probably prefer him not to play, I guess, because it's Burnley away. It's, you, you never know. But anyway, so my defence, and again, the one thing I should add here is that I played my wild card this week because of the players I brought in. I, I felt like I needed to change it around. I, I was, I had to, a lot of Chelsea players, had a lot of, you know, I didn't have many. I mean, it's, it seems stupid now, but, you know, there, I don't, I know Watford players apart from Foster. And yeah, I, I wanted to get some in because it's a double game week. But also I wanted to get some Arsenal players in because I've got a lot of fixtures. I was really looking forward to having some Villa players. I actually, t I went against my own advice. So I'll get, I'll get onto my team. So Rudiger st stays around. He is probably going to be an ever-present unless he gets injured. So he got six points and he, um, sorry, got seven points, one bonus. Then I got Kieran Tierney. He also got a clean sheet and he got two bonus points. And Luca Din, who got an assist, a clean sheet, and free bonus. So, I mean, that is a really good start. Oh, and start. a coin to the head as well. Bottle of Luca said or something. I don't know <laughs> if it was four or not, but when I saw him going straight into the team against United, I thought, wow, he is a fun player to have if he's if he's you know mentally with it and he, he wants to play and he's he's motivated. Then you know he might not need to worry about clean sheets and. You know, in the end, he got both. He got a clean sheet and assist. So I think that was a good move. 
anyway, I've got uh, Bakari Saka. I've got Jared Bowen. So Saka got three points. Bowen got two points. Philip Coutinho, three points. And Martinelli, three points. Then my strikers, they all had stinkers pretty much. Kane, probably a little bit unlucky with this loud goal. Seemed a bit soft, but he got two points. Had he scored that, Rudiger would have lost points. So it didn't really matter for me. King, who's still got another game to play, just the two points so far. Burnley away. To be honest, I, I would have imagined he was going to be an ever-present in the team under Ranieri. Who knows the new manager? He might mix it up. And Dennis, yeah, captain, minus two points, stinker. Consolation's got to be he was the most captain player in the game week. So yeah. everyone's loads of added stinkers. Exactly. And I shouldn't say this because realistically people shouldn't play fantasy football this way, I don't think. But I like to hedge my bets. I never really like to to really go in on Watford, but I just thought they're playing two relegation rivals. King and Dennis, they seem to score a fair bit. And I mean, Foster could have made a lot of saves even if we couldn't keep this clean sheet for love and money. So I thought it would be a smart move to go for a couple of attackers. I was thinking about Pedro as well, but... King takes penalties. Dennis has been on form this season. I thought it was a good move. Foster, like I say, could have made a lot of saves. In the end, it, it, it didn't turn out. But you never know with King. And yeah, Dennis, I mean, I think I'll probably still keep him in my team. I think King probably might be getting moved on next week. I've got quite a lot of money in the bank. But i just I just tell you about my bench as well. Cucurella with two points. Reggion. I don't know what happened to him. He didn't, he didn't play. I don't know if he got injured or, or something, but that seemed to be odd. And then Conor Gallagher, I, I brought him back in. So I took him out when he had COVID. I wasn't too sure when he was going to be back, but I like him. He's 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 a good player. Just like Cucurella and Reggion, all three of them have been like pretty much ever presence in my team all season. Yeah. So he got a one point against Liverpool, but they're all on my bench with Martin, uh, Martinez, who who I did say to you because he made such a howler the other day for the Fernandez goal. I thought I, I said I was, wasn't going to pick him, but... I went against myself there, and that there's my three Aston Villa players. I think the only other Aston Villa player I was thinking of, and this is just because there's a real, there's this does seem to be a feel good factor at Villa at the moment, and they've got this whole, <clears throat> you, you you just kind of think they've got some good players there now, and they're starting to attract even better players like Coutinho and Din, and they are now kind of seemingly getting Gerard seems to be putting things in place, and so they seem to be kind of it seems to be working. Now the only player I look at right now, I think, oh, I, yeah, if he if he starts hitting form, I'll, I'll be gutted that I can't get him in. Is is Danny Ings? So the the three Villa players at the moment might be a silly move, but we'll we'll find out because I think Ings is the kind of player that Gerard would want to play, but he hasn't really been as valuable to as Watkins has to the <coughs> team. He hasn't really had that impact like he had at Southampton. Nah, so, nah, yeah, start the season well, didn't he, Ings? But then he sort he did. Yeah, he sort of faded away a bit. I think he picked up a knock or something as well. And yeah, it's not like you said. Watkins is the more the grafter, isn't he? Out of the two and basically sort of being as yeah another finisher. But ah, good. Well, yeah, forty points. And like you said, yeah, it's going to be a close one this week. And yeah, well, like I said, I'm, I think I really do. Well, I know there's no doubt about it. I do need Ben Foster to play in the next game and not get more than two points. And I need Josh King to do the same. And only get two points because that would mean I will win the game week. Because I'm on 45 points at the moment. I played my wild card as well. I've got a strong bench this week, which has really annoyed me. But um, I'll get on to that. So, yeah, um, I brought Sarin goal for De Gea, which obviously turned out to be the wrong decision because 
Wolves conceded, Man United kept a clean sheet. Sar also picked up a yellow card, so he only got one point in the end. Connor Cody got two points for me, which was annoying. Cancelo, only two points for Man City. You know, didn't get anything. City didn't keep a clean sheet either. Bad week. Trent, just two points from him. Obviously, Andy Robertson was the assist king this week. He got a couple of assists in it. Trent didn't get anything. No clean sheet bonus. So, defence has really sort of let me down this week, unfortunately, which hasn't been happening of late. So, it's, um, I suppose, you know, these things happen. Though. Midfield. Madison, just the two points, you know, played well, I thought, for Leicester. Just didn't quite go his way in terms of getting a goal and an assist this time around, which um, you know, it's not been like him of late, so, you know, that happens again. Bruno got three points, Man United clicked a clean sheet, obviously, so he got a point there. Jack Harrison, I jumped on that bandwagon um, after his hat-trick, thinking to play Newcastle, I really fancied Leeds to beat he had, a, he had a really good chance as well. <clears throat> he he yeah. got in a really good position. He was just, it was blocked by Newcastle defenders. Mm. He's unlucky. Yeah, so, you know, which was, um, you know, disappointing. You know, I, I thought Leeds were going to do better against Newcastle. I really did. But um, obviously, Newcastle got the win there. But, yes, two points from him. Yotta, five points. You know, he got an assist for um for the, for the penalty. What we'll do you think about to, that? We'll get on to that in the shit list, to be fair, mate. But, um, yeah, I mean. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We could have the whole podcast on that, probably, if we wanted to. And then... <clears throat> The one thing I did do quite well, I did pick a decent enough captain. I picked De Bruyne as captain. So I did a little cheeky poll on um, Friday before the deadline about who to captain. KDB, Yotta or De Bruyne were my, my, the, the options I put on there. And De Bruyne won that quite comfortably, the poll. Yes, he got an assist. He also got three bonus points. I mean, he was a, by far the best player on the pitch. He was quality. You know, he only got, he got eight points. So got me 16. So happy with that. Then up front, Daka, had Daka in my side, he got nine points, so he got a goal. He also got three bonus points for, for Leicester, uh, so that was a good move, bringing him in. St. Maximum, just the one point from him, he got yellow carded, I think, so yeah, again, he's got, you know, a couple of players have cost me probably this game week, potentially, because they've got yellow carded. It's cost me two or three points. For, he I mean, he again put in a good, good ball in for Willock at the end. Willock should yeah. have scored. He should have done, yeah. Could have been two, yeah, an assist. That would have been it. And then my bench, I had um, McGovern as a goalkeeper from Norwich, who's not going to play. Nil points. Kilman from Wolves, just the two points. He was my first sub. Then then my real downer was um, Brandon Williams. Seven points, clean sheet, and a bonus point for um, Norwich. And then also Adam Adar. Five points because he got an assist as well. So I've got 14 points there sitting on my bench across my three, which is annoying. But, <clears throat> you know, I didn't fancy Norwich at Welford. And I know you said in the last podcast the duo win at our place, to be fair, because they haven't done it for that often. But I just didn't see anyone bringing them in. I thought Watford had definitely scored because Watford are good at scoring goals. That's something they can do. But Watford's problem is always shipping them at the other end, which um, obviously was, was very true. So... Maybe in hindsight, I should have gone with a third striker on there, but um, never mind. So I'm on 45 points. You know, it's all going to come down to hopefully Ben Foster starts in the next game and even Josh King don't do anything at all. Um, you know, Foster could drag it out and make it look like he could be winning with a clean sheet up until the last minute and then he concedes. That'd be quite nice to, <laughs> to, to make it good. But yeah, I think, you know, it's going to be tight this week. I think, personally, I think he probably will get the game week win, but 
who knows? We'll we'll see. We'll see. I'm taking the pressure off me there, Vice. <laughs> <laughs> Very deliberate that was. Not, I wasn't trying to be nice to Heath and say, "Oh yeah, you, you should win this." I was being a bit of a dick, really, and just sort of <laughs> taking all pressure off me. And then then it's like I can always do that. Well, I told you you were going to win it, didn't you? If you did. uh, so I'm going to add to that as well and say <clears> I agree <throat> with you. I think I'm going to win this game week. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the spirit, pal. Thank you. Don't get more say, pressure off you. Yeah, you don't get to say that very often, so I understand why <laughs> you're saying it. So you know, we'll, we'll see. You won't be saying it much more because Big Mo will be back soon. So sure, be... surely he's got an injury till the end of the season. You'll just pick Mane, and he'll just be as good. So yeah, maybe. So <laughs> that's the, the game week review. Nice. Yeah. Well, we. We've, we've obviously got a lot of frustration between us for multiple reasons. So without further ado, here is our shit list. And just to remind you guys, the shit list is pretty much what it says on the tin. Uh, we have a maximum of five people. Could be, could be COVID, could be weather, could be players, could be managers, could be VAR, could be anything, referees, linesmen, anything. Could be us. So, But we have a max of five, <laughs> whatever they are. I can sense that there's a lot of frustration with State. As you could probably tell, there's some there's a minor bit of frustration with me as well. So, State, you, you kick us off and let's just see what you've got to offer. Referees, number one, <laughs> at the top of the list. There's been some absolute howlers this weekend, but I'm going to focus on the main howler, to be fair, because it's it, you can only, it's got to start there. And it is the penalty Liverpool got given against Palace. It, it just really, really irks me. Now, I'm not saying Liverpool didn't deserve to win that game, and, you know, they did. You know, Liverpool first half in particular played really well. But the the penalty just is just... I just don't get, right? If if there's no VAR, then, it's, you know, a little bit more understandable because these things happen in the heat of the moment. You can see it in a different light. But VAR's then told him to go look at it. He's looked at it. How many times he's looked at it? 10, 20 times? Who knows? But he's still given the penalty. I mean, surely that's just a big, big sign that it's there's something really badly wrong here. Because I'm not even necessarily blaming VAR. I'm not blaming VAR for this one. It's the ref the referee's gone to the screen and looked at it. And he still sees that as a penalty. Now, I looked at it, the, the, the first replay. Because when I first saw it, I thought. Uh, maybe, yeah. But then when you get shown the replays, then I'm like thinking, oh my God, it's not a penalty. Can't be given that. And then the amount of ex-pros have been coming out with it, match of the day, two all coming out with it. Shearer, Lineker, Jenis, they're all there saying the same thing as well. Neil Warnock came on this morning. Of course, he didn't think it was a penalty, Neil Warnock. He was like, I watched it first time and he Never a penalty. I'm sure he was refraining himself from swearing on live radio, but we don't. We luckily don't have those restrictions on this podcast. So yes, referee, what the fuck was he thinking? Because you've got to have some common sense if you're the referee. I mean, it's it's the VAR seems like it's making them either very lazy, or or they're shitting themselves or something. But, worried that yeah. they're gonna get kind of like told. But, yeah, it's but that was just obvious, you know. Like I said, and that's where that VAR was there to help him, and he's looked at it plenty of times, so I just don't get how he's, after looking at it so many times, he's not realised he's made a big bloody mistake there. The one, the one thing I would say, though, mate, is to be <laughs> fair to the referee, he didn't give anything, right? So the VAR guys have also said to him, 
you've got to check that out. You know, so yeah. there, there's which, not just him uh, who thinks no, that, which again but, is ridiculous. I'm not saying that he's right because yeah. I, I still think it's ridiculous. That's, but that's part of Bar's job, yeah, to sort of say, oh, Kevin, you know, we, we think you might need might need you to just have a quick check on that, you know, because we, there was some contact, but you know, you just need to double check it. Great, okay. Kevin goes and checks it, says, nah, it's definitely not a penalty because it's not, and that's it. The, my my real concern is, with it is that he actually thought that was a penalty and, you know, I just can't see how he sees that. It's not like all these other ex-pros and referees are coming out and saying, oh, yeah, it was, it was a penalty. You know, I can see how it's given. Everyone's coming out and saying, how on earth is that a penalty? It just tells you it's a big howler. And like I said, it's costing points. It's costing, you know, fantasy points maybe for some people. Might, maybe if you got Fabino, you were happy with that. You know, obviously it gave me Yotta an assist, so I benefited from it. But as a football fan, I just don't get how that can be given as a penalty. You know, it's, it's a bad one. You know, the, the Harry Kane incident with Thiago Silva, I think it's a little bit harsh on Kane, to be fair. But at the same time, you see a lot of them giving in the area against the defender. What happens to giving a bit of a benefit of the doubt here to the attacking team? We want to see goals scored more often than not. Thiago Silva's just used his experience there, hasn't he? You know, as a, you know, all the players made it look a bit theatrical. He's practically dived into the um, the second tier at Stamford Bridge behind the goal, I think. So there's there's that one which was sort of deemed a little bit contentious. Just just before you move on, because I can sense you're going to, but the other thing that's strange is that I watched, I, I hadn't seen that those goals until today, but I had seen the Watford goals the night that they, they lost on the, on the oh. way back. And, and I saw the first goal. And Pookie I didn't challenge. Think, yeah, I didn't think anything of it. And then when the Spurs game happened, there's a whole load of what fans on, on social media saying, mm-hmm. how, how is that not a goal? And how is that Norwich it, goal a goal? One, I, yeah. And, and, I, and to be honest, they both look really soft. So when it, when it happened <clears> against <throat> us, I didn't even think. And this is a little challenge for you guys. If you watch back to the build-up before the first Norwich goal, virtually the same. The only difference is our defender doesn't go down as theatrically as Silver does. Silver. And again, probably not using experience as much as Thiago Silva has. But it just, they both look so weak and look like fine goals, to be honest. Yeah, no, exactly. And so that, that's it. And then the final part with like refereeing and VAR, but I think this one was a VAR one. It's like, I'm still struggling to see how Manchester United's goal was not given us offside. <laughs> I don't now, know, mate. Because, right, they, they have all these intricate lines, right, which they've been using last season, this season. Now, maybe maybe the, the, the slight alteration in the rule is why it's not, but, you know, Cavani's clearly got part of his body ahead of the line and, you know, he's offside then, okay? Have we gone back to clear daylight or something? Or has it got to be a meaningful part? Of, I mean, what part of your body is it that's got to be offside? Is it your pecker? Is it, you know, your, your, your arse cheek? Is it your right foot, your left toenail? Is it your right hand? Is it Have you got to be giving them... Um, like the B sign or something to, to be deemed as offside. What if you've got longer hair? What if your hair's like sticking out? You know, does that mean you're offside? Who knows? But Cavani was offside. I'm pretty sure about that. Van looks at it, the line's there, goal's given. Not sure how. But it, it looked yeah. really suspect. Although I, the one thing I would say to that was I absolutely love that goal just for the raw passion of like <laughs> I'm I'm not a Man United fan and I'm not mm. I don't dislike West Ham. But the the fact that when you score a last minute goal like that and it means that much yeah. that you you know when you've seen you see people like Cavani yeah. and Bruno Fernandes and they've obviously been having this frustration within themselves you know 
they shouldn't mm. be where they are in the league and all this yeah. kind of stuff. Mm. To see them score that goal. But it was it was definitely it looks it definitely in real time. And even when they like showed it, and, and to be fair, like Man United fans out there are going, it's onside, look at the lines. And well, fair enough, like I'm not disputing I'm, that, but it just didn't look onside. Uh, I've, <laughs> I've got I I played football Saturday and we were just having a beer afterwards in the foot in the club, and two of my mates were Man United fans got like a stream up on the phone, and both of them were like, That's offside. They yeah. were both like, but you know, who cares? The ref's not giving it, we'll take it. And you know, that little bit of luck, you know, might be just what needs United need. You know, the you know, the right back up in the you know, in that top four race, obviously. You know, they've won the last two. West Ham have lost the last two. Arsenal have not picked up results last two. Spurs obviously lost to Chelsea. Um, I know Spurs have got games in hand which can propel them into that top four spot. But you know, like I said, it could be a catalyst for United that last kick of the game win. And like you said, you saw that it meant a lot to them. They knew it was a big result, and um, it, yeah, they'll be trying to use that now as a springboard, won't they? But yeah, so you know, the refereeing and the bar stuff—that's what's really irked me about you know, all football this weekend. More than my fantasy team by a country mile. Now, if we need to go onto my team, I'm just a bit annoyed with Wolves. To be fair, not keeping a clean sheet. They should have done. I mean, the goal was a bit scrappy goal that they conceded something. And, wouldn't have expected them to concede. So, you know, the two Wolves lads, you're on there. You shouldn't be conceding to Brentford. You've been not you've been keeping out the likes of Chelsea and Man United and and you know and, and only conceding one goal to Liverpool and one to City. So how are you letting Brentford score past you? I'm not happy. So yeah, they're on there as a, a bit of a, an afterthought to be fair. And then yeah, in terms of the, the other person you mentioned about earlier, Joe Willock. He's on my he's on my shit list for missing that chance, you know. I mean, Sam Sam Maxman gets nice assist there. I'm breathing a lot easier in the in the head to head this week because I'm on them forty eight points, and you know, never know he might have got a bonus point for doing something like that. Who knows? So I could have been on like forty nine, and then if I'm nine points clear with Heath, he can bring Martinez back in because he needs just the King then to do to score at least. So so yeah, Willock, you're on there for just a shit finish. To be fair, I could have brought others on for that, you know, because. Other players of mine, you know, created chances, but that was the main thing. Can't really have a go at Cancelo for conceding because Walker Peters' strike was pretty damn good. You know, the Palace goal, you know, you know, Liverpool don't keep as many clean sheets anymore either. So, so yeah, that's it for my shit list. That you think there'd be more to it, but my, my passion is and my hatred has all gone into the shit that has been the referee in that this weekend and the, and you know Bar's assistance with that. Nice, yeah, I, I'm with you, mate. I'm glad because I had like this whole stuff lined up for VAR and <clears> all those exact things you just talked about, and I'm gonna just leave them and give well, them, you know, keep you in agreement. Already, then. Exactly, yeah. it's, it's it's yeah, it's just ridiculous, and that's the reason why I brought up what I did because there were there's, a, I think that the the whole idea is you you can understand people making some poor decisions every now and then, but it does seem like most weeks there are. A handful of decisions just like there was back in the day but the right. only difference is that people allowed it a little bit because they were like well it's pretty difficult to referee a Even game of football yeah. when you've got you know 30 40 000 people shouting at you you've got 20 22 guys on a pitch kind of having a go at you and you've got managers and the subs bench and that's I, I, everyone can kind of concede that it's going to be difficult for a referee yeah. but when you've got all this technology now the excuses are just disappearing and you just think what what yeah. what more can they do? Because I mean, I, I do think that they 
it felt like it was going in the right direction at the beginning of the season. It felt like the referees were allowing a lot more to go. They, were, they weren't giving out yellow cards willy-nilly. And the VAR decisions seemed like they were on. And then they just took a, I don't know, they took a back kind of step. And mm. it seems like it's back to where it was that we're, we as fans are not stupid. We're looking at things and saying, that doesn't look right. The Cavani decision, that doesn't look right. I mean, the people can show you the lines all they want, but you just can't get around the fact that it just didn't look onside. Simple as that. Watch that goal in real time. And then look at the, the steals. They've, it's, it's, <laughs> I know it sounds a bit kind of like conspiracy theory, but it's almost like you wonder if someone's got on the old thing and just moved the defender yeah. slightly forward. and Yeah, yeah. just move the line. And the, yeah, just they've been on Photoshop and sorted it out. Or made, made, made the ruler longer. Yeah, the, the ruler's gone wonky. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a, a wonky ruler. Not put it, put it on a diagonal yeah. slant. Sort of ridiculous, thing, ridiculous. Yeah. But... Yeah, no, it is, it is what it is. I, I'm uh, my shit list is not as going to be either. It's not going to be full either. It should probably be, but I, I just don't have the energy really. I'm not going to talk about Watford because I've already done that. I don't want to bore you guys. The only person I'll save from Watford is Dennis. I do think that the fact is that if you captain someone for two games and he gets sent off in the first game, <laughs> that's a killer, right? That's like the worst. The shit list, yeah. yeah, he's got to be on the shit list. But I would say to him that the I, I believe I could be wrong here because I didn't watch the game live, but I, I I believe that the first yellow was a bit controversial. That it could have gone either way, could have gone to the other guy. Apparently, I I, I don't know exactly what what happened, but apparently it was a bit controversial. And the second one, it was a bit of a lunge, bit lazy. The the reason why he's on my shit list is not because he got the two yellows in in the the, the manner he did. It's just the fact that when you're on a yellow card. You know, you've got to be a bit cleverer than that. We we desperately need Dennis for that Burnley away game. He must know that. And the thing is that I know a lot of people out there, again, having issue with the whole Nigeria thing. If you really read into it, you understand actually what happened. And I don't think it was the fact that Watford held him back. I think he made the decision himself because he wasn't game. He wasn't guaranteed to start for Nigeria. Anyway, he <clears> must know how much we need him in the team at the moment. And he... Needs us just as much because he needs to create an impression to get a big move someday. Because that's why he plays. That's why he's come to Watford. He's not come to Watford to see out his career. He's gone to, you know, use it as a stepping stone to get to an, the next level of team. You know. Mm. Anyway, that was that was silly of him because he's now out of that crunch game. Is what it is really. Then the next person who's on there, it's got it's got to be Mes- Meslier, uh, the Leeds goalkeeper for that Newcastle oh. howler. Oh, oh dear, yeah. oh dear, I just. You're down the bottom of the table and you just need that little bit of luck. And there it was. And Leeds, the team that went and smashed West Ham, you know, who, you know, they beat Burnley, then they beat West Ham. It's Bielsa's, what a great job. And then they go and lose at home to Newcastle, who, who only win their second, uh, get their second win of the season. It's such a poor goal, but it's so frustrating. I think sometimes when you're, you're watching certain teams and they, like you know, they, they just kind of like have a bad day against one of your rivals. It happens. It's one of those things. But to make a mistake like that, which he seems like a very good goalkeeper. I mean, he good. He made a good save at the end to Willock, but at the same time, the damage was done by then. So he's got to be on the shit list, really. And then the last one is probably a collective because there's quite a lot doing it. But I just thought how scummy that that group of Everton fans who were throwing stuff at the Villa. I mean, 
I actually think that the Villa guys, uh, it's quite embarrassing that they fell on the floor and that, you know, doing all that stuff as well. But at the same time, like, you don't know, I suppose, to a certain extent, what hit them. But, uh, you know, because yeah. there it, it was no blood and there was no kind of bruises or anything like that. So it just it seemed a bit kind of weird that they fell over like they'd been snipers, yeah. you know. But at the same time, the Everton fans are so scummy. That shouldn't be happening in this day and age. People shouldn't be allowed to throw stuff at players. I mean, it just it just sends out such a like, terrible message to to people in general, to young kids, you know, that, that makes such a bad impression on them. And when we see like England fans yes. fans judging like Eastern European supporters for being racist and stuff, and then you know English fans just as bad, if not worse, than a lot of countries. Mm. You know, can't get on our high horse about you know crowd trouble and then end up doing what they did at Wembley and then having these things still happening, you know, booing the Black Lives Matter and, you know, it's just all sorts of stuff. But realistically, that kind of stuff just makes you kind of think, when will they learn? And and if football really means that much to you, you feel like you want to actually genuinely hurt like a football player because you're upset, because you're that frustrated that you can see the goal. Come on, grow up, you know. Mm. So that that for me is just a, you know, just just a joke, really. It shouldn't be happening, yeah. especially in the Premier League. Oh, I mean, God. yeah, it's it's yeah, it's just like you said. It's not what you want to see. I know Rudiger was hit as well in the Chelsea match, wasn't he? By us, if people were saying that, that's from a Chelsea fan, though. So is that something to do with him not signing a new contract? I don't know. Oh, it's, but, um, just, it's just poor it's around, just, isn't it? But, but yeah, um, I think yeah, like you said, you know, these players shouldn't have to worried about you know going and celebrating in any particular corner or side of or part of the pitch and then of just being people launching things on them you know it's just it don't, it's just not it's not what should be happening and like you said you know luckily you know all the clubs have come out with the right things you know you know if i was everton i'd just say look when we find out who you are we'll find your address and we'll send big dunk over to you yeah <laughs> well they'll, they'll, they'll soon be scared <laughs> you know you know and, and that was that, you know. So, yeah, like you said, I don't know. I mean, whether the players delayed reaction, you know, after being hit. So I saw a few things when Villa celebrated being thrown on them. And the players at that point weren't Didn't respond, yeah. I so, think something hit like Ramsey or something, didn't he? And he just didn't yeah. respond. He just kind but of shook it off. Respond. So there must have been something more than thrown for then Dingy and Cash to go down. I mean, Cash, I don't think he'd go down willingly. Dingy, well, you know, he's from European <laughs> football, so... Is he is he likely to go down a bit easier sometimes? Maybe, but maybe I'm being stereotyping. I know you still shouldn't have had out for it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm condemning this act. Has he gone down easy? You know, probably. Yeah, Chelsea might have gone. Down. Yeah, but so anyway, that that's that's my shit list. And and to be honest, like I probably could have had quite a few on there if I and I would have gone all night. But I want to move on to 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 better things and this new feature that that like we we've got coming up. To be honest, I'm hoping that this will bring a bit more positivity. Otherwise, it'd be a bit mm. of a yeah. <laughs> the, the podcast is what gets us up. You know, it gets us when we've had a bad weekend when it comes to FPL or anything like that. The podcast is the one that gets up, and this is where it's going to start. We've got rid of the negative energy. Now here yeah. comes the positivity. I was at a do or something, and I listened to some music, and Life of Riley came on by the the Lightning Seat, and it just reminded me of goal of the month on match of the day, you know, back in the sort of 90s or the noughties, I forget which. No, it was definitely uh, the 90s, yeah. 90s, right. yeah. So, yeah, and that, and I was like, oh, we should just do something like that. You know, each game week, we should just put our, like, favourite three goals, or, you know, I said favourite goal, but he said 
has picked like three three goals for whatever reasons. You know, it could be because of the, the what it meant. It could be for anything. You know, what we liked. So you know, your opinions can be different to ours. That's fine. You don't have to agree with us. You know, we're not demanding that. Um, if you disagree with us, we will help it, heckle you though. If you do it in an open platform, <laughs> just so you know. Okay. But um, what I'm thinking is no. You know, what what goals do it? And he said, well, let's do three, and I'll be focused on goals scored from my northern ten sides that I can pick my tip players from. Heath will be doing it from his three southern. From, you know, from his 10 southerners as well so Heath take it away what what have you got for us I reckon everyone knows one of them that'll be on there that's for sure my third favourite goal of the weekend has <coughs> to go to Walker Peters home to Manchester City I think it's just the way he scored it the fact that he's a fullback that the way he got forward he started the move he came inside it's, it's the fact that it's against Man City as well that they don't really concede many goals, so it must have been quite a good goal. I'm going to put him at number three. Number two, it's honestly, this is it's actually quite tough because I think, I think that number two, the way it kind of went in, people could say, oh, oh, I, you know, anyone can, can score a volley. But I actually think if you watch how the ball moves off of his foot, so this is Ivan Tony against Wolves. If you watch how the ball flies off his foot from the, so it's a oh, free yeah. kick, back post, he's hit it first time on the volley. Mm. And I actually think because of the way the ball flew, do you remember that Paolo De Canio goal against uh, against Wimbledon back in the day yeah. for West Ham? Yeah. It's not, it's not it, obviously that his movement isn't, but it's the fact that the ball goes with his foot and it goes off in a certain way that makes you think that that looks pretty special, but not any of us could do that. I think for me, that that kind of yeah. made me see that. think that was a very impressive goal. And that, that actually was very close to beating my number one, which I assume is what you're going to say, is the Ziyech goal against Spurs. I mean, there's something about getting the ball, putting it in the top corner, but the one thing about ZX, and I think Payet scored one of these, it's a bit, it was a bit more dramatic back in the day against Crystal Palace, where the ball goes, it's almost like going over and it dips back in, kind of mm. comes in last minute and still goes in the top corner. The, 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 the Payet one obviously went a bit higher, but that's the it goal. And, and the, the fact that it was, a, you know, Derby against Spurs, realistically, that first goal seemed really pivotal. And for him to do that, it was stunning, yeah, absolutely stunning. It was, it was a great goal. He, he is such a talented player as well. I, I, it's really frustrating to watch Chelsea uh, for the last couple of years because they've, they've brought in some really talented players, all in similar positions. And it's meant that none of them have really got going. So, yeah. you know, someone like Pulisic and Ziyech and, you know, just they, they've had their moments. Having that run of games because, you know, Ziyech, didn't really start the season. I know he's had a couple of injuries, but he's like last three games he started, he's picked up a couple of goals all of a sudden. And now you're thinking, right, is, is he now going to cement his place in the team and, and that? But again, like you said, it's, you know, two shells got a, a bit of a two shell roulette, you know, in terms of his attacking players of what, how he's going to work it, hasn't he? I think at the moment. Yeah. So I, f- I think that, that, so just to reiterate, Kyle Walker Peters. Ivan Tony, Hakam Ziyech. That's the order I'm going with. Great, mate. Yeah, good, good top three there. Good top three. So yeah, I've I've created my shortlist and I've sort of I've got I've 
got four on my shortlist, so I need to narrow it down. I know what my number one is, to be fair. So, you know, that, that's fine. So, the three. So, Sargent's on that list. Yeah, it's flick. We're just, we're just audacious, wasn't it? It's just, um, as my, one of my favourite universities were, that showed a lot of guile, that did. A lot of guile. <laughs> and um, it, I think it was just about, you know, behind him, flicked it out there, and how it just hit the underside of the bar, just bounced over the line the and drama, back it? out. It just added yeah. to the drama, and you're there thinking, well, did that actually go in, did it not? And, yeah, I'm thinking, Sergeant is in there. I'm, I'm going to put him in at number two, so I'm doing this completely wrong way around. I ain't even done my number three yet, because I've just, mm-hmm. just talked myself into going into number two with that one, I think. Also, it's opening goal against Norwich, against Watford for Norwich. It's a big game for them. They, you know, they know a win there is vital. And he, and he bags there, doesn't he? And he? His header was decent, to be fair, as well. A good header, to, to be honest with you. you know, and, and nearly, I nearly put in the, the OG as one of my top four, top three as well. <laughs> Just for you, that would have been. Um, oh, yes, that was then, yeah, yeah. And then, so the, the number three, so knowing that I'm doing this completely the wrong way around, my number three pick is between Ruben Nevers' winner for Wolves and Oxley chamberlains goal for Liverpool, because I don't know if you've seen Oxlade Chamberlain's goal for it, but it's a great little move, to be fair, from him, you know. Good flow of football. Robertson then picks up the, the Ox out, and he finishes it really nicely, to be fair, with defenders and keeper rushing at him, so I thought it was good. Nevers' goal, just, you watch his technique, how he just sort of places, sort of like curls it into that bottom corner, but he's, he's obviously on that side, so it's not a natural thing to do, but it's also for a winner, so, you know, and the importance of that, that winning goal. So I think I'm going to go with Neves as uh, the, the number three just over the Ox. I think just um, the goal had a bit more importance, I thought, to it anyway. And then number one, also in the Wolves-Brentford game, Jao Moutinho's goal. I mean, yeah, that's a good goal. Delightful. Lovely little one-two. And outside of the foot, just curls it round a couple of players and into the into the corner of the net. And, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a lovely footballer, Moutinho. He's not, he's not your usual... He's not. He's a. He's, a, he's one of our um, when we when we do the scouting missions. Great to watch sort of person, but he ain't a good fantasy player really. For you, he doesn't get no. points. I mean, he's got sixty eight points, so four point nine million, which isn't terrible. But he's 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 Musa Sissoko, but with a, maybe a couple more goals because he does take a few more set pieces. Does Moutinho, but he doesn't really get many assists, though, which is it, it was. Nice. I think it was a, maybe even a couple of years ago that the, the manager was taking him off. Up to 60 minutes yeah. most games. So it was just like mm. he didn't want to risk it because if he took yeah. him off in the 50 something minute. Well, he seems to be getting fitter and fitter, doesn't he? Now, to be honest. Yeah, what is he, 32, and, 33 or something? Yeah. And, you know, I think it helps though because he's got Neves next to him. Neves is what, 23, 24, something like that. So Neves isn't that old. Um, so, you know, they're forming a really good partnership. But they're both good footballers. I mean, Moutinho scored two goals in his last three games. He's on an absolute roll, isn't he? So, yeah, it was a lovely strike. Obviously, yeah, ZH's goal for me was probably the best out of the lot this weekend, you know, if I, if I had to pick one from, from our, our six. Um, but, yeah, Moutinho's just, just a lovely strike. So, yeah, yeah that's my three. Nice. Uh, the only thing I would probably argue with is, is maybe, like, although the United goal wasn't a great goal, it was the passion behind the goal that kind of... Yeah. Maybe, I, maybe I would have thought about it. Thought, I thought about it, but... Um, Last minute winner at Old Trafford. I thought it was offside. It's been a while. So I, it, it, I ruled it out from the basis that it was offside. 
in my opinion. United still in, in fifth, sixth place. Opinion, West Ham yeah. still in fourth. Yeah. So when you come to me for the end of league tables, then there you go. That's that's there. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I think that's a really nice addition to the to the podcast. It's a good way of just kind of highlighting some some Premier League kind of skill and especially when you see like someone like Moutinho or Neves, those their goals. I mean, like I actually thought when you said Neves, I thought really because it, 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 the way he scores all of his goals are pretty much from outside of the box and that seemed like quite a mellow one compared to normal but yeah. do you know you know that, that it's still good to spell that out and you know kind of remind each other that even though we take this kind of standard for for granted in the premier league it's still very impressive and yeah i had to say like i say the josh Sargent goal i if i wasn't a watford fan i would have absolutely loved that goal because it had everything it was very odd how he caught it, but how he caught it, hitting the crossbar, just going over the line, referee blowing the whistle, him turning around, not sure, then getting excited, like a double celebration, then going the away fans, you know, like there's like we were talking about last week, there's nothing better than going away from home, seeing your team win. When that those goals go in, it's the best feeling as well, because you're not expecting to win. You might go to teams below you in the league and stuff or in, in an FA Cup or a League Cup or something, you think, oh, we should win this. But the fact is that most of the time you're just there to get tanked up and enjoy yourself, really. Yeah. And that 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 must have been a really good away game. That that game for Norwich, given that they we we have good been following, didn't yeah, they? they they did and they really enjoyed it. And fair play to them. I've got nothing, I've got no problem with that at all. I've got to be fair that one of the the kind of teams that you have the least amount of offense to because they're just you know, you think, well, I think we're having it hard. You know, if you're a Norwich fan, well, they've been through for the last couple of years and what it seemed like they were going to go through this year. To be fair, they pulled it back together. I'd really like it if they stay up. We'll see. I mean, as long as the Watford stay up too. But yeah, well, we, 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 should, we should move on and, and we should really kind of talk about how everyone else did in our mini league this week. We've... No, I talk about other people. I just like talking about us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we have a, a a nice following in the men league and we we very much like kind of looking at other people's teams seeing how they're getting on we've had an abundance of new members that have joined this week so we've gone from having 25 members to 30 which was a bit of a killer for, for a lot of us who've seen <laughs> a few red arrows drop from i think i was around ninth i've gone down to 15th so all the people who've come in have pretty much gone above me but it is what it is we're we're you know, we can't complain. So, I mean, I think I think there might be a Some complaint might from complain. from John Rogerson, Rogerson at <laughs> yeah. Betty Swallocks FC. So yeah, he might be. So, State, do you want do you want to run us through how it's all gone this week in the mini league? We'll start at the top this week, yeah, because we've got a lot of new changes up there. So, yeah, as you mentioned, a couple of some newcomers came in. I think it was six newcomers actually. I think we were on twenty four beforehand. So, those newcomers are Kevin Bernard with Crucible FC, who came in at the top and he's quite way ahead of the top. So he's on 1,473 altogether. He's got a good game week as well, 51 points behind him. He didn't, he, he vice-captain Dennis. He, he captained Kevin De Bruyne and obviously would listen wow. to, to, listen to me, obviously, you know, that's what it is. That's why he's top, obviously. So yeah, he, he, he's done quite well there. 13,000 um, at the moment. He's doing, he's doing incredibly well. He's, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. To, to be in the top 50, 
thousand is always really good. Top twenty five k, however you want to kind of yeah. range it. But the fact is, at thirteen thousand, you know, this this stage, he's not, had a very good season so far. Not not bad at all, has he? And and, that, and um, yeah, and then um, second place now is um, um, now then young man who's um, followed by um, Mr. Ian Helliwell, who's um, part of a, an FPL group, which we'll give a shout out to later, the pie chart group. Yeah, I suppose that's a little bit of a, bit of a shout out, but we'll say a bit more later. But he's 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 in second place overall, but he's had a bit of a stinker this week. Twenty five points, not not a good one. He was one of the, the many people who captained Dennis. Well done, Ian lad. It's good to know that Heath's not on his own with that terrible terrible pick. Um, to be fair, the fact that I picked the Northern team, I probably would have picked Dennis as well if I was allowed to pick some players. So I've been in that that, that story with you all. So yeah, he's he's in second overall and then a few other newcomers um leonie cameron's come in as well so shout out to her connor turbin i believe he's new um to the to the league and then ashton horner as well and i think then the other one is bailey mark or bailey mark i might say wrong oh, it's bailey mark yeah i think you go right the first time yeah um with a, a name the 11 optimists i like that that's, that's good but yeah, so those are all the newcomers. So shout out to all you for joining the group. But yeah, in terms of best performing so far this week, Dentos, the gin and tonic, Simon <laughs> Den, 62 points at the moment. Captain De Bruyne. He had Dingy in his team. He had Robertson, Rudiger. Um, you know, so he's he's done well. I mean, he's even managed to afford five points of, from Marpe on the bench, you know, and leave him there. So um yeah, well done, Dentos, 62 points. There's only one other person who could maybe overtake it, but actually, no, he can't see captain. He um he ain't got anyone coming in, but it's um, a lad from my work, Ryan Bennett, 58 points. Good week for, for, for his team, Spud United. Bennett is one of these people who has a double teams. He has one in in the Sky in the Sky Fantasy League as well as the FPL. One of the, another one of those insane managers who are juggling different FPL games. Hats off to you as always. But yeah, fifty-eight points from Bennett. He's 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 like mid-table mediocrity. You know, he's um had a good week there. And then let's go down to the bottom. Let's see some low numbers now. We've got a few low numbers towards the top, but nobody is as low as these three. Now, <laughs> first things first. Baby Yeverkusen B Jin Every eighteen points at the moment this game week. He captained Sterling. That didn't go down too well. Sterling didn't do much. He got zero points from. Janssen at Brentford, even though he did play. His point, his bench didn't look good. He's just not had a good week. He's not actually got a terrible team. He's got he had Lukaku, Ronaldo and Watkins up front. Sterling, Rafina, Baptiste, Cancelo, Trent, Star. He's not, you know, not a bad team. He's just had a nightmare week. It's just one of those, one of those weeks for the for all Braver. Braver you ever goose and B. Um, they might have to be in the B division next season with the performances like that. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> dad jokes coming in. But then let's go to the bottom two. They never let us down. They are Mr. Consistent and Mr. Consistent. And we love them for it. Still propping up the league. El Badger Poopers, he's second bottom. He's got 13 points this game week. Got Kappa coming off the bench. Oh, yeah, he's going to get eight points coming in, isn't he? Cheeky oh, that's, bastard. That's cheeky, yeah. <laughs> God, well. He'll take him into the high twenties. He's, you know, that's good. That's going to go down well for him. You know, Captain Lukaku. I still don't think he's doing much with his team. Given Fabian Delph still there, 
No, he had, he had a bit of a flirt, didn't he, where he made a few transfers yeah. all at once. Obviously, someone got in his ear, and then he yeah. just uh, lost interest in him. Yeah. He's still got Salah in his squad at the moment, which I suppose, you know... Very patient. Yeah, very patient. <laughs> 13 points from El Badger. But then, I think him and High Tech FC, Samuel Diamond, are having a competition about who can get the least amount. I think we should maybe think about match-fixing allegations here, because... Yeah, because <laughs> this man... ITEC FC, not, they're currently on nine points. He's definitely not doing much. He's got he's got Pereira, who's out with Leicester until, well, he's meant to be back soon. Pogba and his team, Zaha, Ishmael Asar, his captain's Antonio. To be fair, actually, he's going to have um, going to have five points coming off the bench for him because Benrahma, Pogba, Zaha, none of them played, and he's got three subs there. Who can come and, his, and his team of red, his Christmas tree red, Going right through the spine of his teams now, gone on all sorts of different colours. So, oh yeah, it feels like he's going in the right direction. Saar, Zaha, Pogba are going to be back yeah. soon. Good bit of traffic light work going on there. Big so, time. Um, so yeah, so it's um yeah not yeah so but still as always you know they they we're rooting for you at the bottom of the table. We are very excited to see who's going who's going to win that booby prize. Winner of the booby prize will get a, a big shout out as an, the inaugural winner of our. North us the South Booby Prize at the end of the season. Maybe the Booby Prize can just be one big booby. Like an inflatable booby. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Everyone can have everyone can have a bit of fun with that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fine. So yeah, why not? You, you can you can buy it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so there's um so yeah, so not good there. In terms of the North and South teams, yeah, I mean. Everyone's done sort of a bit average, you know, Essex Tykes, 31 points from Pavlos. You pet check yourself, Liam, uh, 24. King in the South, Eddie Moran, 35 points. Ned Starks, my dad, Harrison, good man, 28 points. Good work there, son. Chris Harrigan, Doth Venture South, 24 points. Um, so, you know, not not great weeks for, for the, the teams. I think I'm, me and you, he, for... Showing our prowess by having the highest scoring North or South. Probably because we both played our wild cards, to be fair. And it's no, it's... no I think it's because we're better. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> Go with that. Since we are higher in the league overall as well, so we can actually back that up. But I do think that uh, I don't want to be pedantic here, but I do think that we might have had an extra week on some of these people. I not think some of them started a week after us. <laughs> it's not my problem, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so. I, I still don't think that makes much difference because I mean I'm over 200 points above, above all of them barring you, so I think that would have been one big week for them to to catch up. Fair enough. But yeah, I'm still claiming she. But yeah, like you said, adding people into the league, I'm now ninth from a Champions League spot. I am now looking at upper half of the table at least. I'm not banging the middle like you on 15th. Yeah, I need to keep that top 10 spot at the moment. That's that's going to be a challenge now. But it's, yeah. it's it's good to have the extra guys in there. And yeah, they'll make the fantasy cup. hundred percent, hundred percent. And and what we want to see from you guys, the new guys, we want to see some interesting captain picks and and some basically try and make some decisions that will make State and I interested because we'll definitely be talking about your team if you do something interesting. So yeah, yeah, make sure you keep it interesting. If you do something big or do something shit. And, and, and yeah, and and I think if people are still listening to this podcast and they're either not in the league, or they're having a stinker, like for instance El Badger Poopers, you got your second wild card. 
turn your team into a northerner or a southern team we'll give you more credit we'll give you more respect Definitely. you know i don't think we've been doing that recently i think where you've just done that <laughs> basically I, I i think i've forgotten the previous podcast but you've actually kind of made an effort to to pick out the northern southern teams like you used to or like we used to for some reason i've been doing uh, that so well it's, it's because we've been too busy focusing on my push to try and get into that top four spot which is now given which is now over <laughs> <laughs> and then giving giving all our kudos to the to the bottom of the table just to laugh at it, but because they're not making any changes, we really need to be, yeah, like you said, focusing our attentions elsewhere. That's the mini league update, and and again, guys, thank you very much for keeping your teams in, and 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 just make sure that you keep on top of it. You know, if you want any help or any guidance from us at all, just let us know. You know where we are. We'll we'll mention our Twitter handles later. And just keep up the good work. Now we move on to our score results from last week, where we had North teams play Southern teams. State, how did we get on? We did all right, to be fair, but I think there was a lot of obvious ones this week. So um, I'll rattle through it. I mean, we've actually ended up tied at four, four each, mate. Yeah, um, I thought it would be, because yeah, I, I think I just took your picks. <laughs> Just yeah, you just, copied, you, just copied, you just copied me a lot of the time. No, I think there so, were some obvious ones, weren't there, that, that yeah. came through to me. But, but then, uh, so Watford versus Norwich, you had a home win. I had a draw. We neither got that right. Villa, Everton versus Villa, I had a hook. You had a draw. I had a home win. So neither got that. Brentford Wolves, both away wins. Correct. Man United, West Ham, we both went for home wins. Maybe that was probably a bit of a contentious one, but yeah. And Southampton, Man City, we both went for away wins. That didn't happen. So we're still at two two right each. Arsenal, Burnley, everyone went for home wins. Again, no one got that right. Palace, Liverpool, Liverpool won that game. So we both went for the away wins. So moves up to three correct each. And then we both went for Leicester Brighton to draw. I think I even shouted one all draw on the thing, to be honest mm. with you as well. And um, that was happening. So, yeah, we, we got... So we're, we're all tied there, but we have got, I forgot to put this on the prediction, but we may as well just quickly say it now, we, we could have a decider here. It's Burnley-Watford on the Saturday the 5th, which is part of this game week. Mm. That's North versus South. So maybe we, we throw, throw out a prediction here, Heath. And um, given, given your team's involved, I'll let you have first, first dibs if you want. Honestly, this is where it's bad. I know too much in a way. Uh, our record at Turf Moor is appalling. And and I, we don't have a manager right now, so I think I think to be honest, I think that we have a good team and a good squad. That if the right manager comes in between now and then, they'll have to be. You would like to think that they will be motivated and driven that they might get something. So, oh, I'll, I'll yeah, I'll go go with a, a draw. I'll go with a like a one all draw. But I mean, that doesn't really mean anything. But yeah, I'll go for a draw. Yeah. That's fine. I'm going to go for an away win. So, oh, yes, status. Yeah. Hey. Well, well, if Burnley win now, then I get to rip you a bit more. If Watford win, I can say, well, at least I had faith in your team and I, I got that right. If it's a draw, yeah, I don't look great, but um, it's, a draw is not really any good for either side, I don't think. So I think there'll, there'll be some happening in there. It would have been quite yeah. funny if you just gone, I think a draw too, <laughs> just to cancel yeah. <laughs> the decider. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about it, but nah, I think I think you know that new manager syndrome because they'll have at least a caretaker manager in for that game, you know. And everyone, I think, I think that, do you know what the way the way that Watford deal with their managers? They've they've, got, they've always got a list of players yeah. uh, managers to yeah. come in. 
So yeah. I reckon they'll have someone by then, but yeah. Most likely. Yeah. Most likely. I think I think you're right, buddy. So um so yeah, so that's it. Um we we won't obviously go into the, the following game weeks for predictions because miles away we've got us so much can happen. Break. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The winter break and it got transfers still happening, so, so quite a lot can yeah. happen. So so yes, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, we're not going to do a game week preview for that reason. So um no game week preview this week, but we will be back for the next game week, probably with a cheeky one. Because um actually I think we will be able to do that because um yeah, we've got it on um Tuesday the eighth of February. So yeah, as we sort of said earlier, you know, you've got plenty of time now between now and the next game week. So don't be making any silly transfers in the meantime. You know, yeah, we'll be patient. Hold back on that. We've got the transfer window. There's always already some big rumours out that, you know, certain things are happening. Lingard to Newcastle on loan sounds like it's going to be completed, you know, in the next sort of 24, 48 hours. So, you, and you're going to see other things happening in the, in the transfer window. Yeah, old, old fire. There's no rush. Enjoy a week, a week or two off, basically. Definitely, definitely. Well, yeah, I so, mean, it's, it's, t- so it's tight. It's tight, but it's all come down to this, mate. It's all come down to this. Mom. So, yeah, I, I, this, this podcast has definitely cheered me up. I'm definitely in a different place to how I was at the beginning of this podcast. And now we move on to the quiz. And this quiz Ooh. took me a little <laughs> bit of time to, to put it together. And I'm, I'm really excited about it, right? So, state. Take into consideration FPL points, right? So a goal for a striker, four points. A goal for a midfielder, five. There are going to be some contentious situations here where you may think, so let's just take, for an example, someone like Dirk Howe. You might question whether he's a midfielder or a striker. And I will clarify to make this easier for you. But basically, I've picked out 10 classic Premier League games. I'm sure you've either seen or you, you've heard of or you have an idea of that, that stand out through the test of time, right? Yeah. And what I want you to do, I'm going to give you four options. You've got to give me who you think was the highest FPL scorer for that game, okay. right? Yeah, I like And I'll give, I'll give you four options for each game. The idea being if you can pick out whoever got the most amount of points out of those four players you will get a point, right? Yeah. So it should be quite easy for you to work this out. I wasn't going to be harsh and say, who do you think was? And you had to pick out the players because obviously these games have been played over a long period of time. So I'm going to say that. And then if you give me seven correct answers, I will do a fine. And if you can't give me more than five, so if you get five or less, then you've got to do a fine. Because I think these are quite straightforward. And my first example will be, I think, will be the easiest one so that you can kind of get an get idea. So, thing, 2010, Liverpool 4, Arsenal 4, at Anfield. Ash Havin. There you go. You have an idea, right, of what happened and who was it. So, your four options are Fernando Torres, Dirk Kaut, Cesc Fabregas, or Andre Arshavin. If they were playing it with, I mean, FPL was around at that point, obviously, but think of certain players scoring a certain amount of points. Who got the most amount of points? Definitely Ash having that game. He scored all four goals for Arsenal. Yeah, that is correct. 
Andre Ashevin. Like I say, it was the easiest one. Okay, next one. Arsenal 4, Spurs 4, 2008. Do you have an idea of what happened? What was the kind of, what happened yeah. in this game? Yeah, I know, I know which game you're on about. So this is where Spurs were 4-2 down with not that yeah. long ago. And, and Aaron Lennon and scored the, that, the late equaliser. Exactly, exactly. And, and at, that's not what it's most famous for. I know what it's most famous for. And a funny fact also was that they had two ex Watford goalkeepers in goal, Almunia <laughs> and Gomez, both making <laughs> loads of howlers. It was great to watch. But <laughs> <laughs> he's gone. So we uh, the four options here are Jermaine Genus, BBC's own Jermaine Genus. Aaron Lennon, Robin Van Persie, or Emmanuel Adebayor? Which one had the most amount of FPL points? I was thinking David Bentley before you said anything. Did score, yeah. I'm going to go with Jermaine Genus. It's close, mate, but no cigar. So, Genus Genus did get a goal and assist. And obviously, because he's a midfielder, he would have got five points for the goal. But Van Persie got two assists and a goal. He would have just got, yeah, like I say, he probably would have got bonus points, you know, how it would have got. But I've got him down without bonus points or bookings or anything like that. I've got him down as 12 points, <laughs> Gina's 10, added by or nine, and Lennon seven. So yeah. now another, this is probably one of the most famous games, probably, I'd say. Man United 8, Arsenal 2, 2011. And what's what's your recollection of that before we before I give you the options? I remember being in the pub for that game after a Sunday league match. It was on a Sunday. It was a Super Sunday game, and yeah, I just remember Arsenal just getting absolutely ruined by United. One player in particular stood out for United, a, a former Watford man. So yeah, let's see what options you've got. Yeah, so he he is on there. So Ashley Young. Yeah. Then you got. Wazza, Wayne Rooney, Danny Welbeck, and Robin Van Persie. And obviously Welbeck was at United. But I think there, there are some scores on this, this group of games that I've got here where I think it will be a bit silly if I gave you two yeah. Arsenal, two United. So because Man United were the dominant team here, I've given yeah. you three United and one Arsenal. Yeah. So my immediate thought was actually young because I remember him scoring a couple. I think he also got some assists in this game. Now, my only question is, though, then, did Wayne Rooney go to the other end or Van Persie go to the other end and bag a hat-trick as well? Rooney might have got a hat-trick. I'm going Ashley Young. That's a good answer. So, Ashley Young scored twice and got three assists. 21 points, taken away bonus. Mm. Wayne Rooney, 19 points. He got a hat-trick and an assist. And then Welbeck got the, the first goal, just one goal. Van Persie actually missed a penalty and scored, so he wouldn't have had that many anyway. But yeah, you've got that one. So that's two out of three. Now the next one's good fun. I actually remember watching this one on, on Soccer Saturday and it was it was just crazy. I think it was a Chris Kamara game. Could be wrong, but I think it was just, yeah, it was just crazy. So this is Portsmouth 7, Reading 4 in 2007. Now, this is basically <laughs> it's quite tough for you, but it is what it is. So your your four options are Sulimantari, Ben Jani, Stephen Hunt, and Nicky Shorey. And just to remind you, Portsmouth seven, Reading four. 
Stephen Hung came out. All the goals, I think, that game. And just an FYI, I did take into consideration minus points for defenders. It's going to take me away from Nicky Shari, to be honest with you. If he was playing for Reading, he probably scored a goal or got a couple of assists because he took free kicks and stuff, didn't he? Ben Gianni strikes me that he got a few that game, but I know Slim Montari had a game where he scored like a few goals as well. But I'll go with Ben Gianni. Probably not going to be the right answer. But... No, that's a good answer. He scored a hat trick. So I've got him down as 14 points again. Probably would have got 17. Montari got a goal and assist. He took it, took one of the penalties. Stephen Hunt got a goal and assist. Now, Nicky Shorey was the one that I remember thinking he's done all right. But I think that. He it was because he took the penalty, he missed the penalty. David James saved, but then he got a goal at the end anyway. And I and, and I remember it really clearly now that one of whoever I was in the mini league with, one of my mates had Nicky Shorey. And when he when I see he had a penalty saved, yeah, I was getting in his face a bit, and then he he scored later on. The, <laughs> but you know it was what it was. So yeah, that 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 was um, yeah that's correct. So you've got three out of four so far so you make you're well on your way to getting seven here now the next one i think this one's going to be a bit more close to your heart right west ham five bradford city four and and i mean obviously you know given that you're not far from bradford you should know this one very very well so we've got peter Beagree, jamie lawrence paolo de canio or frank lampard <coughs> Going with Peter Beagree. Okay, well, unfortunately, it's not the right answer. You could have gone for either of the two in the middle and you would have won. But Jamie Lawrence and Paolo Di Canio both got 12 points. Beagree only the 10, Lampard 7. So, unfortunately, yeah. Damn it. But do you remember what happened in that game? Why that game was quite famous? I don't, you know. That game was pretty much not, not in my memory. Got so, me. It was a lifelong Bradford fan who would definitely remember everything about it, I'm sure. So De Canio uh, went down, wasn't given a penalty. He then ran off to Harry Redknapp to ask to be substituted. He sat down and decided not to play for a bit. But Harry told him to get on with it. They then got a penalty and De Canio decided he was taking it, even though Lampard looked like he was the, the, the penalty taker. So they had a little fight over it. De Canio then scored. And then later on, De Canio was like a man possessed and he set up Lampard for his goal that won them the game. So it was um, it was a Paolo De Canio show. I mean, he's not he's a, a bit of a legend. I mean, some people look at him one way, some people look at him another, but I think he's brilliant. But yeah, so that, that was one of those games. And yes... Yeah, Jamie Lawrence, though, I mean, that's, I think, the only thing he did in, yeah, in like, say, the Premier League, not, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think he did anything else, to be honest with you. Definitely but don't think he did. The next game is a, a game, again, this is going back even further. So that was that that was going back to the ooh, 2000 <coughs> season? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah I think that, because, yeah, Bradford had their two seasons, 99, 2000, and 2000, 2001, I think. Yeah, something like that. But... Yeah, this, this next one goes all the way back to 1996. Again, very famous. Southampton 6, Manchester United 3. <clears throat> now, the four options here are Egil Ostenstad, Matt Letizia, Ile Berkovic, or David Beckham. I'm not going with Beckham. 
not going with Letizia either. I think it's Berkovic or Austinstad. Austinstad did all right against United. All right, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Berkovic. I think he scored maybe got two and he got some assists as well. That's a good answer. So Austinstad, <clears throat> he got a hat trick and an assist. Would have got him 17 points. Berkovic got two goals and three assists. Would have got him 21 points. Beckham got a goal and assist. Letizia, I put him in there as a cheeky one because I thought you might <coughs> think, ah, oh, Letizia scored a great goal in that game. Maybe, uh-huh. but no, he just scored the one goal. It was a great goal. David May popped up with an, a goal and assist. Ooh, David May. <laughs> like and also when I was watching it back, he had a little bit of a, a trip in the net. <laughs> he had a trip yeah. in the net when he scored his goal, which the, the the home fans didn't give him any grief for, which I thought was quite mature of them. But yeah, it was what it was. So that's that's four out of six. So the next one is in 2011, Newcastle four, Arsenal four. Arsenal will have a four four. So your options are Theo Walcott, Robin Van Persie, Joey Barton, or Leon Best. And do you remember what happened in this game, Newcastle Arsenal? Yeah. Well- Newcastle like four one down or something. Four nil down at half time. Four nil down, yeah. And do you remember who scored the equaliser? The uh, Tiote. That's correct, yeah. I think Liam Best got two, but I don't think he got any assists. Could be wrong, man. I'm gonna go with Robin Van Persie. Uh, uh, yeah, unfortunately, that's not correct. So, Theo Walcott goal and assist. Van Persie two goals, but Joey Barton. Two goals, two penalties. Do you remember him taking penalties? So he yeah. got he would have got 12 points because he would have been a midfielder, obviously, five <clears> points <throat> for each goal. I'm sure he probably would have been booked, but then that still wouldn't have been enough. So, yeah, yeah Barton wins that one. Next one, 1997, Liverpool 4, Newcastle 3. The second 4-3. And your options are... This is this is going to be tricky because you might be thinking about the first one because that's how I think. <laughs> so no. the options are Robbie Fowler, Steve McManaman, David Ginola, or Fastino Aspria. Robbie Fowler. Nailed it. 100% nailed it. 13 <laughs> points. It, it actually wasn't that close. So Robbie Fowler, two goals and assist. Aspria was the only one who was closest. He got a goal and assist. Scored that great goal where it just looped up in the air. And I couldn't remember that, that game as clearly as the next one, which is also Liverpool 4, Newcastle 3, this time in 1996. And your options are Stan Collymore, Robbie Fowler, Leslie Ferdinand and Fastino Aspria. Right. This one's a little bit more of a tricky one. I'm going to go with Stan Collymore. I think Collymore got two goals. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable, Jeff. Two goals and assists from Stanley Collymore. I'll tell you what, 13 points. It was very close between all four, really. Fowler Fowler got a couple of goals. Ferdinand got on a goal and assist. Espria, goal and assist. But yeah, Collymore gets it. So that means you've now got six. Is that right? How many have we done? Have we done eight or nine? This is the ninth one. So I think you've got six because you got three wrong, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So six, that means that you can no longer get a fine. But this one is fine territory for me. Yeah, come on. 
Now, I there there were other games out there. There was, uh, I think there was a four-three between Spurs and West Ham. There was a five-four between Spurs and Arsenal. There was a Chelsea two, Tottenham two. There was there was Leicester, the five-two against United. There's all sorts of games that I could have mentioned, but I thought, what's the most dramatic game really in Premier League history? So I've gone with Man City three, Queens Park Rangers two. Now. Yeah. Your four options. This is from 2012, by the way. Your four options yeah. are Dribble Cisse, Jamie Mackey, Pablo Zabaleta, Sergio Aguero. Now, goal scorers in the game. Zabaleta scored the first for City. Then Cisse and Mackey made it 2 1 to QPR. Jekyll got credit with the equaliser for City. Then Aguero, Aguero obviously scored the winner. I'm going to go with Zabaleta. Is that yeah. your final answer? There's a lot riding on this. Yeah. Go for Zabaleta. It's the right answer. Process <laughs> <laughs> of elimination there, my friend. No, you did you did well there. So even though Zabaleta <clears throat> would have give, got a minus point for QPR scoring twice... The fact is, he he scored six goal uh, six points for his goal, <clears throat> and therefore he would have won out of the four well, out of anyone on the pitch that day. So congratulations, mate! You got seven out of ten. <laughs> Means you can give me a fine, right? You're not allowed to captain Kearney next game week. I mean, I don't know who they're playing. It's the top of my head, they're at home to Southampton. Fair enough. Okay, I'll tell you that. That, that seems that seems quite nice. Just because Kane hasn't exact, I mean, Kane's got getting better, but still don't know if I would risk a captaincy on him. But fine, I'm taking that. That's it. That's fine. Well, I, I hope you enjoy that, mate. Because to be honest, did, yeah. it was really enjoyable watching those games back and and reminiscing myself. So, listen, just yeah, hearing some of those games are absolute belters, belters. Yeah, the only one I don't really have much recollection was that West Ham one. To be fair, Today I might have to go back and watch that. So Please do nice just for Jamie 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 Lawrence's hair and Dean Windass with hair. <laughs> God, that's definitely a while back. And 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 what I didn't realise was uh, they had Gunnar Haller at right back, which uh, I I didn't even have any clue that he, he is at Bradford, but apparently he was. David Weverall, obviously yeah. scoring that goal against Liverpool, but he was there as well. Yeah, definitely watch <laughs> it, mate. It's it's a game that I think kind of and you know if you've ever watch those kind of funniest moments in the Premier League and stuff, it, it often comes up because of De Canio's yeah. reaction and stuff. But And the fact that he fought with Lampard. It was quite a few things going on. He, he had had enough because Bradford basically targeted him and kept on kicking him throughout the game. There he got, got in a strop and was like, oh, referee's not going to give me anything. I might as well come off. And obviously yeah. he didn't and, <clears throat> and do what he did. But yeah, well done, mate. Good work. That wasn't as easy as I thought. But it was also, you know, it, was, it seemed, you know, it, it wasn't as difficult that you weren't struggling. So happy days. You got good, you got good football and knowledge anyway. So I knew you were gonna do all right. But yeah, and that, that's our that's our podcast, guys. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Just to reiterate, like I said earlier, if you want to get in contact with us at all, then we have three different Twitter handles. So we got the the North Us itself Twitter page, which is at FPLNVS. Then you've got states, which is at FPL underscore Northerner and mine, which is at FPL Southerner. There's nothing in between. It's all on word. 
I don't miss the, the underscore anyway. Didn't want it anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, guys, you know, as usual, absolutely love it. Like I say, you can hear in my voice now. I'm excited about football again after this podcast. Yeah. And I can't wait to get out there. All I'm thinking right now is, do I go with a sad Claudio Ranieri as the, the artwork for this podcast? Or do I go with Dennis, not so much a menace as the podcast? So I'm thinking, I'm on the fence at the moment. Do a cheeky poll. I think so, yeah. yeah. Might have so. to, mate. But yeah, thank you guys. Thanks for listening. And yeah, we, we, we're going to try and get something out there in between the, the winter break. We, we try and do a NASCAR or or try and do a team of the past <clears> or something like that. Maybe we'll come up with something different. But we'll, we'll try and get something out to you between now and the well, the next game week. Because obviously we, we're going to probably record another podcast before that Burnley-Watford game. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely put something out there for you. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, take care.